come to be the light you all welcome ladies and gentlemen kings and queens uh welcome to the rtj show run the jewels facebook live show vidcast podcast series i'm your host julian smart Rimple. uh welcome again uh to september this is a september to remember you all uh we are locked and loaded every tuesday at 7 30 p.m eastern uh, here on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and LinkedIn uh, throughout the week uh, for the RTJ show. Uh, I'm your host, Julian Smart Rimple, King Jules. Um, the, the introduction song that you just heard is by none other than Juan Day. Uh, the title of that song is called Be the Light. Uh, we're all about being the light here in the RTJ show uh, and making sure that we shine bright like the diamond jewel that we've been created to be. And so you're in for a special treat this month. We still have uh, three more episodes uh, for September each and every month for the RTJ show. Uh, we theme our episodes. And so uh, this month's theme is light up the world. Uh, last month in August was speak your truth. And so tonight for episode 137, we're already 137 episodes in for season two of RTJ. Uh, the title of tonight's segment is The Alpha and Omega. The Alpha and Omega is the title for tonight's very special uh, panel discussion. I'm here uh, about to bring on shortly uh, some of my brethren, uh, some of my uh, kings, I uh, call them definitely brothers in Christ, uh, who are going to be talking about this subject uh, and why it should be at the top of the priority list, especially in 2020, now more than ever. And so uh, tonight's episode, we always have sponsors uh, that we promote, uh, whether you are a business owner or entrepreneur, or even if you have a product or a service that you just want to get some more uh, marketing and also some more eyeballs on. Uh, we always support small business owners and also entrepreneurs. And so tonight's uh, very special um, uh, sponsor, VIP sponsor Spotlight uh, comes from uh, our business entity, Smart Jewels Enterprises. Uh, you can follow the jewels uh, by clicking on the link uh, that we're going to drop in the comment section shortly so that you can see what we do. Uh, we do a ton of, of marketing uh, throughout the year uh, for small business owners and our clients. Uh, we do professional and personal development coaching, uh, mainly with financial coaching, public speaking and professional development. Uh, we do uh, tours and trips international. Uh, this year, we were going to be going to Ghana in December, uh, but due to COVID, we had to postpone it until next year uh, for Beyond the Return. And so stay tuned to see what uh, travel plans, excuse me, travel plans we have in store uh, for 2021. Uh, but we do a ton of work in the community, mostly for young professionals and entrepreneurs. And so you'll be able to click the link to stay in touch with us and see uh, how we can create so that you can shine. And so Smart Jewels Enterprises is our VIP sponsor uh, highlight for tonight's very uh, special episode. Uh, share this content with someone you know that can benefit from it uh, because uh, this is definitely a subject uh, that we all need to be focusing on for 2020 and going into 2021. I'm about to bring in uh, my first special guest panelist. Uh, he goes by the name of Corbett Clark. Uh, he's hailing out of Los Angeles, California. I know he's on the go right now. Uh, he's a, a fellow entrepreneur, uh, definitely a young titan and a young king. And I'm going to allow you all to uh, be introduced to my very special guest, um, bringing on first, Corbett Clark. Hey, can you hear me, bro? Family, family, what it do, man? How you doing, brother? 
How you feeling this evening, man? We we appreciate man. you coming on the show. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Definitely. No doubt, no doubt. So what we always do when our special guests come on, we allow you to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us where you're tuning in from. Uh, tell us how, especially the wildfires are going on out there in Cali, because I know we want to know about it firsthand. And then uh, tell us a little bit about your background, man. What do you do? So actually, like you said, I have been on a move crazy, man. I actually moved, just moved from um, Los Angeles back to Atlanta recently. Um, I'm a, a, a graduate of Norfolk State University 2016. I'm just doing a lot of entrepreneurship stuff right now, just really making dreams come true, man. But yeah, I'm ready to talk about the subject, ready to see a lot of people get free and just break generational curses and, you know, just be all that God wants them to be, man, for not just them, but their family as well. So I'm excited, man. Absolutely, bro. We definitely got to get up. I ain't know you was in the A. You know, you oh, know yeah. it's ATL all day. Uh, we, we have a ton of guests um, from the A on the show. So shout out uh, to Atlanta. Shout out to you, bro, for coming on the show this evening. We're about to bring on my next special guest uh, for the panel discussion. Uh, he, he's a, a very uh, friendly face uh, to the RTJ show. He's uh, been on the show at least three times to run the jewels. Uh, definitely is a man uh, that is a father, a king, uh, entrepreneur, and mo most importantly, uh, he's not scared to share some truth. And so uh, I definitely uh, look forward to hearing from Brother P again this evening, but I'm going to let him introduce himself to you all that may just be meeting him for the first time. So, Brother P, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you clear, brother. Okay, how you cool. Sounds great. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your background, man, for those who have not heard any of your testimonies or even uh, any of our previous episodes for RTJ. Let the people hear where you're tuning in from and, and a little bit about your background. This is Brother P. And unlike my brother from Hampton University, we used to crush Norfolk State in everything. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm from the home by the sea, Hampton University. Um, uh, I live in Houston, Texas right now. My 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 real home is Cross the Track, South Carolina, Hardyville, outside of Savannah, Georgia, four hours from Atlanta. I've been preaching for 20 years. I'm a husband, father of 10, and that's about it. And I love Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. Absolutely, bro. We, uh, we appreciate you coming on again to bless uh, the audience for RTJ. I know it's football season, and we also have uh, the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs in the NBA taking place, but we still going to drop these jewels this evening for episode 137 the alpha and omega and so uh and so what we what we usually uh start off with with the panel discussion uh we'll we'll go to you uh uh brother clark and then uh we'll end with you brother p until shaheed gets on uh tell us why this subject um is important to you and also a little bit about your background because we know uh this is a special panel uh, discussion with our x factors myself, you, and also Brother P and Shahid. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about why uh, the Alpha and Omega uh, is a popular and also uh, uh, important subject to you. So before I you know, address the situation, I want to just say to the guests of the show that it's a non-judgment zone. Like this is selectively and only just to set the tapestry. Like y'all, we are in the end times. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time for everybody to wake up. God is exposing a lot of things in 2020 this year. 
just so that we could, you know, in this next phase of our generations that's coming after this year, just do things, you know, just in alignment with God. You know, I feel like there's about to be a, a definite kingdom shifting that's about to happen for the kingdom of God just to put his people back on top. But um, it's important to me because I have family, you know, I'm like the, the generational curse breaker when it comes to this in my family. I've been through hell, <laughs> still going through hell, but just wanted to show the love of God, man. I just wanted to be able to help somebody else that may be going into this but don't know, you know, what they're actually getting themselves into. If I had any idea of what I was getting myself into coming to this fraternity, I would have never done it. You know what I'm saying? It delayed my life five, six years, and I didn't know what was going on until recently God was really showing me that. When you bow down to another God, <laughs> the generational curse will come and Exodus 25 will come um, to the third and fourth generations behind you. And like I um, said in my YouTube video that I made about it, um, I have a grand, I have grandparents, family members, people that I love dear to my heart who are the, I feel like the most awesome people in the world to me. But because they bow down to the idol, I mean, God's word isn't gonna be void. You know what I'm saying? And so just wanted to help people get rid of the chains after their life. You know, when I was in it, there was like a, a a barrier that I couldn't get past spiritually. You know, I remember just one time it was so bad that I prayed in tongues in front of one of my friends who was in a fraternity. He <clears> laughed at me and he like literally laughed because, you know, this my spirit man was a joke. <laughs> I, I'm in something where I sold my soul unconsciously and unknowingly. But when I got out of the fraternity, I did it again. There was no more laughter because even he felt the seriousness of my spirit for God after I made that change. So, yeah, I'm just here to, you know, help set the captives free, man. You know, if Moses can do it, I can do it, too. So I love it, brother. I love it. That's what it's all about. Uh, we here uh, on this Tuesday uh, with my, my brothers, uh, Corbett Clark brother p and then hopefully we're gonna get uh shahid on here shortly uh these are definitely x factors in their own right uh definitely young kings uh not afraid to share the truth and to also speak on uh, especially controversial subjects um like professing uh the true alpha and the omega and so uh brother p we know uh you've definitely uh been um speaking on this subject for quite some time you're probably the og of, of the panel discussion tonight so talk to us about uh, why it's important uh, to know, especially the true Alpha and Omega and why this subject is important to you too. Um, it's, it's very important for, um, for the saints, for the born again believers, for the priests of the Most High Yah to understand who they are in the Messiah, in Christ, in Yahshua. And, and specifically because the scriptures say you cannot serve two masters. And it's, it's, it's not that you won't try to serve two masters, but when you come into the full knowledge of Jesus Christ, there's a decision that you're going to have to make. And it's going to be either um, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord Yahweh in the name of Yahshua. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. It's all about definitely lifting up the name of Yah. Um, we're here for tonight's very special panel discussion. 
For those that are just tuning in, uh, the Alpha and Omega is the title of episode 137 for the RTJ show. Uh, we're here uh, with uh, two of my other brothers, Brother P and also uh, Brother Clark, Corbett Clark, uh, that are going to be dropping some jewels on this subject. Uh, it's very controversial in these streets, especially now more than ever, uh, to be able to even profess the name of Yahweh and profess the name of, of Christ or profess the name of the true Alpha and Omega. And so we're going to be seeing uh, why it's important, especially in these days, September 2020, uh, to not be afraid to also uh, speak on behalf of what your truth is. And especially if you truly do believe to not be neutered or to not be silenced and to speak your truth. And so uh, we'll go into the panel discussion for those who are tuning in. If you have any questions for my special guests, uh, you can list them in the comment section throughout uh, tonight's episode. Share this content with some people you know can benefit from it and click the notification bell uh, to see when we go live uh, every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And so, uh, Brethren, we're about to dive into the panel discussion. Um, going to, to you uh, first, uh, Corbett, talk to us a little bit about um, like where uh, was your moment that you had an epiphany uh, to know uh, that you coming into Alpha, uh, similar to myself, uh, was not the way that, that you were supposed to, to go and even to know uh, that you weren't supposed to stay uh, in that fraternity? Like, talk talk to us a little bit about your testimony with that. So, um, before, when I first crossed into Alpha them, if that's what it's called, um, or Greek them, that's what it's called. I um I was not filled with the Holy Spirit, man. You know, I was saved. I had just fresh, freshly got saved, but I was not filled with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until I was filled with the Holy Spirit that I, that the little inclinations that I got about, man, what is going on, that it was very concrete that what I was in was not it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um. When I really started communing with the Holy Spirit, you know, that's when I really started understanding. There were certain blocks and conflicts that I just couldn't escape. You know what I'm saying? Um, even when I was online, I told my LBs, and I still love them. They still my dogs. Like at the end, of, at the end of the day, they're people, man. God created them. They're still children of God. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I hate them. I just hate the system that we all were in. You know? And so. Um, just the stuff that it was man it was it's a lot of, <laughs> i don't even know where to start it was like the the real part is when did i get tired of making excuses for what i was in you know <laughs> that's the real question because there's so many things that we see that would turn up or that that god does not like and that we know that god doesn't like but it's really to the point when when is god when is jesus the only thing that you want want to see all that you need. You know what I'm saying? When do you want to give your all to him? I remember when I was in it, there was times where I would go to a line and get prophesied to at church. The preacher would be like, man, you're 99% right with God. I'm like, God, I need 100%. Who? I'm sure when y'all got 99 on the test before, it's like, bro, just give me the 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want none of that. I want the whole 100. So as I kept asking and trying to figure out, you know, God, I'm trying to get right with you. I had to figure out it was me and my soul tie with the Greek and being an alpha that was keeping me in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love God with all I had even then. 
but I didn't know. I didn't have the knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge, is what the scripture says in Hosea 4, 6. So, man, it was a lot of things that, you know, kept getting in the way, to be honest. Girls, just as I look even back at my old text messages and group me and things of that nature, it's just like, what was I saying? What was I possessed by? What was I influenced by to even do the things I was doing? You know, and I did the best that I could in it, but we are bad company, corrupt, good character, and we are the five people that we hang around the most. Like I said, I love those people still dear. I love them more now because I'm free. I know what love really looks like because I'm closer to God. So I really love them more because I too was once in bondage, man. So. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like you said, still knowing that we are all human, bro, and that uh, we are, are able to make choices on our own regard in which path and also in what we will do uh, with this life that we've been given. And so, Brother P, man, coming to you, uh, we, we already know how important this subject is now more than ever. And we know you're definitely the scholar. So uh, talk, talk to us a little bit about um, why, especially in these times, uh, people need to be mindful of which groups, which associations, which organizations uh, that they are aligned with, especially uh, for believers. Talk to us a little bit about that, bro. Got to unmute yourself real quick, P. There you go. Um, the word of God says, do not be unequally yoked. And this is very important because when you're dealing with the, the D9, you're dealing with two organizations. You are dealing with, um, you're dealing with an illegal organization that is made members. And everybody who plays, who went through some type of process, pledging is illegal. So that's one organization which we which a lot of people refer to as the underground. Then you're dealing with the official organization where if you are a real believer, if you really are born again, you are definitely in that and you did not pledge in in, in paper. Ain't nothing wrong with being paper if you're born again. That's what you should be. But on a deeper level, we have to deal with the gods. And and the reason why in America we never deal with the gods as saints. I'm not talking about those who are not in Christ, but as believers, when we have the, the commandments of God, thou shalt have no other gods before me. But in America, we don't know who the gods are because we play with gods. Hercules, Zeus, Apollo, these are things we play with. But in actuality, the Egypt, the, let's go with the order, the Roman gods, the Greek gods, the Egyptian gods, the Babylonian gods, the, the Sumerian gods, all of these cultures in the old country, these gods were worshipped. And their being worshipped is dealing with, they had power. But we don't recognize the power in the United States of America because we play with it. So what power did they have? They had the power of the fallen angels and the powers of the demonic demonic spirits. So now, uh, now you'd be like, well, what that got to do with me? Well, when you when you start calling on Minerva and, and, and doing rituals with Apollo and, and being the sons of Osiris and the daughters of Isis, in America, most likely you don't even know what those things mean. But your ignorance is not an excuse. So when you meet brothers and sisters like myself or the Holy Spirit, because when you become born again, there's a there's a there's a spark or an inner witness gotta believe something that ain't right. 
something ain't right. And this is that valley of decision. So every man comes to the, uh, the biggest question is, can a Christian be Greek? Well, I know for a fact I was Christian and in a fraternity for at least a year of becoming born again and following. But as I received the knowledge of Christ, as I went through deliverance, one day it all came together. All those red flags came together and I knew I had to make a decision and, and, and take them shackles off. And those shackles were broken by the sword of the spirit. That's real, bro. Gotta break them shackles in this season that we're in. Absolutely. We we got to, man. It's, it's now more than ever, especially a priority for those who are trying to go uh, to Topaz instead of, of course, Gehenna. So, uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to be touching on that uh, more uh, throughout tonight's panel discussion. But for those who are just tuning in, uh, you're hearing uh, from my two very special panel guests, Brother P and also uh, Corbett Clark, uh, who are dropping some heavy jewels on the subject, the Alpha and Omega. Uh, definitely, uh, we are here to have a panel discussion uh, uh, an intellectual discussion on why uh, we all need to be uh, concerned uh, with following the true Alpha and Omega now more than ever. And so going back to you, Corbett, uh, talk talk to us about um, a little bit when it came to, uh, let's say, the identity. I, I like to call it when I speak on this subject, um, a lot of folks that go into any uh, group, whether it's an occult or any, um, or any social group, or any uh, college group, it's typically going to uh, have a mistaken identity based off of how much the individual uh, really embraces that that culture or that organization or that uh, fraternity or sorority that they're in. And so uh, talk to us about, especially as being a follower of Yah, uh, should you uh, be able to have that mistaken identity in an organization or in a group uh, versus uh, it being more in him? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Man, that's a, um, a great question, a great point, because um, as you were saying that, I had to realize, and that people need to realize, we are who God says we are, and not who our family says we are, you know? And if if God's opinion is more important than what your family says you are, and you have knowledge of the things of him. That's why it's so important for people to even have relationships with, with God even before they get to college, man. You know, in high school, I wish, like I see you today getting saved with God in high school, man, that would have saved my life. You know what I'm saying? And so um, just like you said, the identity, you know, just understanding that the only father I need is not my dean of pledges, it's not my big brother's. The only father I need is Abba Father, you know what I'm saying? And so just understanding that my whole life is in my being of who he says I am. I have his DNAs, or I have his DNA, not the world's DNA. You know, that's where my identity comes from. My identity comes in just who he says that I am. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And stay with that point still a little bit. Because I know, I know, uh, we we definitely want to hit that point home. Like, how how was your identity um, when you uh, had crossed uh, to be an alpha? Because I know you and I both came out as an X factor from the same fraternity. Like, how was your identity changed, or how was it um, even transcended in certain degrees uh, when you had crossed uh, versus now, of course, being on the outside? Um, when I first 
being in it, it was like, you know, you're the cool guy, you know. <laughs> um, you're the people that, or you're the person that people on campus, you know, don't care about being around. I thank God that I, I showed my, my love for God even while, while I was in it. So the transition wasn't shocking to many people at all, you know, because I tried my best to live for God. I just didn't have the knowledge, you know, but um, it's just like in Hebrews 11, I believe it says, Moses saying that I I want to have the reproach of Christ more than I want the riches of men. You know what I'm saying? And so just seeing my fellow sibling or my fellow just hair, heirs in Christ just suffer. I want to serve. I'd rather suffer with y'all than glory in the world, you know? And so um, I think my identity was stripped more than anything of everything I gained from being in the um, fraternity. Like I'm still getting stripped <laughs> of stuff. And this, I denounced what, or renounced five years ago, you know, mm. but yeah, yeah, I'm still getting stripped of everything that was in me. I, I, hopefully it's almost gone. <laughs> it's been a, a strenuous process, but a lot of fasting and things of that nature is what I had to do to consecrate myself to um, just have his identity, you know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an identity switch. You know, even it's just crazy that our identity comes in our names and the fact that we get line names and things of that nature is showing that the enemy is trying to place on us a certain identity so that we can live and live up to, just like we call Jesus Yahweh, you know, Jehovah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get rid of that. And the crazy thing is that the enemy knew that who I was before I did. My line name was Odysseus the prophet. I didn't know what a prophet was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the enemy knew who I was. And so he was trying to make me feel good by combining all these these different things together, which is called syncretism, which, you know, and which Paul, you know, comes against in Colossians. But yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. It's really crazy, man. Nah, it's real. It's real out here when it comes mm -hmm. to, as as we all uh, know, um, identity is is critical when we join a fraternity, a sorority, or any type of group, or or even a cult, and because you have to really vibe at the same uh, vibrations and also the same flow as that organization or that entity. So, brother P. Like, like, uh, dive a little bit deeper, uh, with, with that identity. Like, talk to us, especially, uh, from you being, uh, at the Hampton, uh, universe, uh, Hampton University, home by the sea. And then, of course, uh, seeing, uh, from the perspective of being in Omega Sci Fi, like, talk to us about that identity, uh, that the Omegas are known for. And then, even, uh, how, uh, God had to literally, um, awaken you towards your identity being in Christ versus any other uh, entity. Yes. I, um, I came in at Hampton at 18 years old and, and I tried to pledge at Hampton several times. Didn't make line once made line one time, graduated, went online in California in 90. And because the membership intake while I was online, I told them, no, I can't do that because they was talking about membership intake and me and my line brother, he was from Mu side from North Carolina A&T and we both got together. The bosses let us go off and talk with each other about it. And we were been pledging for, for like three, four days. 
and we took and pre-pledged for a couple months. So when we came back, we told the, that chapter in San Bernardino, we was like, we can't do that. And that was the that was the amount of our mind being totally controlled to think that in order to be a good member of our frat, we had to pledge. So when I finally went over in 92 and I pledged in the same area where I went to undergrad, you know, that identity is real. You know what I'm saying? And where I'm from, you're going to have problems if you don't try to get down as an undergrad in the grad chapter where I'm, where I'm at. But you become that. You, it's just like church. Um, Omega Sci-Fi becomes your association. Them dudes are, the spirit is one. The things we're doing because we operate in, in one spirit. But the thing is, that spirit was not Jesus Christ. Now that I know who Jesus is, I know who Yahshua is, I'm filled with this Holy Spirit. I know that that wasn't God. You understand what I'm saying? But it felt good. I enjoyed almost every minute of being a member of Omega Sci-Fi. You know what I'm saying? And it was hard breaking away from it. But by the time that thing hit, with those red flags, when it hit... That's why it's important not just to be like, you know, I know Jesus and all that. You got to be born. He's, he told Nicodemus, in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. When I became born again and filled with his spirit, it was a whole new world. Mm. It was a whole new world. So when I got the Holy yeah. Spirit, see, see, this is the thing. In, in several places, the Bible says, I knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. I've seen things when I was trying to pledge that did not make sense. Like bruhs with demons in their eyes. But I wanted to be accused so bad and I wasn't born again. I was raised in the church that that didn't matter. I just shook that off like this. That was just something my imagination. It mm. wasn't in my imagination. You know, saying he knew me. And when whenever you really get born again, you're going to look back on your life and see where God had his hand on you the whole time. When I was in the dope house, um, I remember going into a room. My studio was in a dope house in Carolina. I remember going into a room where a bunch of dogs was fighting. Blood was on the wall. And I heard it. I heard, you don't belong here. I heard that voice. You don't. But see, at the time, I wasn't born again. And I was still getting high. So I just went back to doing what my flesh, my flesh was stronger than my spirit. And that's why this is about relationship. That's why I don't get mad at people in frats and sororities and all that stuff like that. It's about building. So when a dude meet me or a young lady meet me, it might just be high and by. It might be a 30-minute conversation. It might last a year. You never know. It just, you, you might denounce. That's real. That's real right there. That's definitely real. I know um, we do have some questions coming in. Uh, definitely let us know in the comment section if you have any questions. This is Q&A that we're in right now. Uh, for the show, uh, feel free to drop any comments or any questions, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. But we did have uh, Brother P. I know um, this is this is a good one that you could take. Although I know uh, Corbett could speak on this too. Um, does this include uh, Masons? Uh, what what do you say about uh, Freemasonry uh, when it does come to uh, these organizations or these entities uh, and the true Alpha and Omega? Mm -hmm. um, we might not know. When we're going through crossing the burning sands or or back in the days they used to, we used to hold bricks and, and that's kind of faded out, but some people still do it. But bricks is not in most people's rituals. The Kappas are the only people I believe still 
in their ritual has something about crossing the burning sands and bricks, but nobody has to be like, where did that come from? That come directly from Freemasonry because in Freemasonry it's called Ashlar. You are rough Ashlar and they, they use their speculative tools of masonry and make you a, a, a smooth or perfected Ashlar. Mm. So we carried the brick and we guarded it with our life. And if a brother tried to take that brick, you, you'd be ready to fight for your brick. And you'd be like, when you go over, you'd be like, why was I fighting for that brick? What was that brick about? And these are the things that were placed in our traditions that will point us to Freemasonry. And Omega Sci-Fi in particular, when we come in, we it, it, we had a scripture. We got scriptures in the front, and they didn't take this scripture out. Of, they twisted up some scriptures, but they didn't twist up this. They didn't twist up Psalms 133. Psalms 133 said how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Most brothers don't even go past that part right there, even though we, we memorize the whole thing. Why? Because the unity, the, brother, the context of our unity is us, our chapter, our region, our, our fraternity. But we don't even know where, why is that that poem, why is that psalm in our fraternity? It's because it comes from Prince Hall, or just say masonry, because in the first degree, when you open it, when they're going through their rituals, open that Bible up, the compass and squares on what? Psalms 133. You understand what I'm saying? And they wait. That's why you'd be like, why do we have such a strong attraction to something that just started 100 years ago? Because it's older than a hundred years. This thing goes all the way back to masonry and it goes all the way back to Egypt. Because in, in masonry, when you go back to the Egyptian gods, you're dealing with Osiris, Isis, and Horus. When you're dealing with Osiris, now in, in when they're doing their rituals, Hiram Abiff, this is the Osiris, Isis, Horus drama. So when you understand that Hiram Abiff is really Horus, you start to kind of understand this thing and you'd be like, wow, who is Osiris? Because most people think of this stuff as Jesus Christ, um, the heavenly father and, and things like that. Be like, no, mm. this is Osiris, Isis and Horus being played out in Freemasonry. Now, the question is, who is Osiris? And if you are son of Osiris or you are daughter of Isis, who is you? You, I'm talking to you, mighty woman of God who done got involved in the daughters of isis who is isis when you find out what osiris is you will start to understand that he's a, affiliated with none other than lucifer or satan or whatever you want to call him but it ain't the most high in the name of yeshua that's real brother p uh definitely running them jewels you all we're gonna get to uh some more of the comments thank you uh ben and also thank you delta for listing any comments or questions but uh going to you corbett because i know uh, you and myself, we both were a part of Alpha Phi Alpha. And um, what I found out when I was digging uh, beneath the surface level, uh, which a lot of people stay on, was that five of, of the founding jewels of Alpha Phi Alpha uh, were Prince Hall Freemasons. And so, uh, like, talk to us a little bit about um, the, the, let's say, connections and a lot of what Brother P was, was diving into. Uh, some of the correlations between Alpha and Freemasonry, and are you okay uh, with Christians or people that claim to know and follow Yahweh uh, being involved uh, in either of those entities? Yes, yeah, so, you know, um, Brother P had the, the the knowledge, knowledge, you know, <laughs> my, what, what, I, what I know about is that um, it's definitely the fatherhood fraternity of you know the denied system um as you can see in the ritual books a lot of these things that people are that are in the ritual books and it's the crazy thing is that 
we don't even we what we got the books after we cross <laughs> right no you're right yeah some some so, are, <laughs> you're right <laughs> and so now that i'm thinking about that i'm like that's foul even in itself is because because I feel like a lot of people, if they were actually to read these rituals while they're online and to know what they're doing, they would be like, hold up, bro. But the fact that I get it after I pay all the money, I went through God knows what <laughs> to cross. It's like, then I figure out that these things are demonically ritual, you know, you know, like the rituals are demonic. So it's like, the devil is very deceptive. He's gonna use all these scriptures twisted the same way that he tried to twist the scriptures with jesus you know in the, in the temptation and the thing is christians who get into this it's like what, what hurts me the most dog and to be honest is people who are scholars who are do deep diving into the scriptures who are filled with the spirit that preach the word of god knows how god feels about idolatry but don't want to put the, you know, don't want to make it simultaneous as to that's exactly what is going on. It's just switch, you know, it's just not even switch. It's just, you know, like it's happening in a different way. It's the same gods that they worship in Egypt back then. It's just in a different form and facet. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. Nah, it's a lot because now now that you and I are, are here, especially Brother P, he got kicked out, but he'll be back shortly. Um, yeah. Going back to ancient Kemet and the Kemetic, the Kemetic culture with the West Nile Valley. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that you've uh, studied or even uh, definitely heard the deep connections with ancient Kemet, uh, which, of course, um, Alpha and even Deltas uh, glorify uh, ancient Kemet culture and Egyptian culture. And so... What about some of the rituals or even some of the traditions um, did you have uh, yourself feel unsettled with, especially uh, in reference to uh, what some things that the Holy Spirit may have brought to your attention uh, that, did, that didn't sit well with you, with the rituals or with some of the traditions or the oaths? And, and this, this is just very eye-opening. As, as you ask me these questions, it just things are popping up in my head. It's like I'm still getting revelations of where we're coming out of. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing is, this is how I know I was not reading my Bible. I was just, I was just glad to be saved. Didn't have no knowledge, but this is the danger of being saved without knowledge. Um, just even thinking that a Pharaoh was good, like Pharaoh is what kept the children of Israel in hostage. So it's like the fact that that's something I celebrated and that culture of greet them is like yo we're celebrating egypt the thing that god told us not to go back to and it's like it's so obvious that it's hidden you know what i'm saying it's like devil you can't be this bold and i fall for this you know like it's this dumbly to be honest like if i'm really trying to live for god it's like it's really in your face which is the scariest part about all of it. It's mm -hmm. in your face. Yeah, you're right, bro. You're right. And that's why just like all, all of us know that you got to dig below the surface level, especially to get to uh, where the true jewels are at and also uh, where uh, you are scratching beneath uh, what they may just tell you. And so for those mm -hmm. tuning in, 
Uh, we're going to get to Delta's question in a second. We're here for episode 137, the Alpha and Omega, uh, with my two very special guests, Brother P and Brother uh, Corbett Clark. Uh, but we want to make sure we address some of the questions and comments coming in. And so uh, this is for either one of you bros. Y'all can um, y'all can uh, address this. Delta uh, Williams said it's always encouraging to see strong black kings leading the charge in the body of Christ with testimonies. Uh, she's curious as believers uh, how you handle your previous relationships and friendships uh, with others that are still in Greek organizations. Uh, do you find conflict on how much time to spend with them? Or do you feel guilty in having to change the dynamic of the relationship? Or uh, how have you uh, tried to minister to them if, if you see any conviction or allowing them to see any conviction? Who would you like to go first? Or even one of y'all could jump in. Go ahead, my brother. All right. So, um, man, this is good. Because I actually have a lot of people that are still in it that, you know, when I made my denouncing video, they like, man, like, I didn't know that's what I was in. Like, yeah, I'm good on that too. And so it's like still being, I, I always think about it like this, as a body of Christ, we're all supposed to be broken, right? You know, like a, a puzzle piece or a puzzle. Ultimately, every piece is broken. If I can't show my brokenness to another fellow believer in the body of Christ, it's like there's no connection, you know what I'm saying? Like puzzles can't be connected unless they're broken, you know? And so just minister to them in love. You know, love is the true mirror of God that will show people their, their real selves. Like, for instance, if a person shows you hate and you show them love back, they're going to see how ugly that they really are. And um, people who are in um, fraternities and sororities, it's just like Jesus. I didn't come to heal the 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 healthy but i came for the sick so it's like how dare i not come and kick it with you if i feel led by the spirit because you can put yourself in a dangerous situation if you just willy-nilly but um it's just loving them to life man because i was literally in the same situation that they were in. it's just like for instance if i was a, a person who was coming off of being a crack addict it's like i gotta go back and help the other crack addicts just to show that there's freedom that they can they can reach the freedom that they're everybody is ultimately trying to get you know what i'm saying and so it's just not putting myself above the person when i come out of it it's just still seeing that person the way that god sees them man that's the most important part see yeah and even minute and even ministering uh to people that we know that are still um, in organizations or may not even have that deep conviction that we all received, Brother P, like what are some uh, best practices or, or just relatable um, conversational points to allow uh, people not to, because uh, we don't want to force or, or spoon feed anybody to come uh, out of the organization because it's ultimately their choice and they could easily go back in later on. Uh, but what are some good ways you, you would say to minister uh, to people uh, that still are in these organizations. Um, you know, I've I, I never been a, a phony person. I hate phony church. I hate phony everything. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm really, I've changed as far as my spiritual walk. But I'm the same guy from 1984 who walked on that campus. The people who know me. Becoming a Q 
it changed some things in my life, but those were my friends before I became a, a member of Omega South Fox. So when I denounced, it wasn't no drastic change, but people didn't deal with me because I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. You're not going to mess with me Come on. and have them devils because I'm not going to the strip club. I'm mm -hmm. not going to the, the shot house, the frat house and the whole house. I'm good with my wife and my kids. So it's a total different lifestyle. So when you, when, and, and I'm talking about, about in the, we call it in the bros when I was the Q, we said being out. Being out when you're a family man is a total different ball game or you ain't going to be a family man long. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. my phone number is 346, I mean, 832-652-1478. My phone number has always been public for 20 years. But ain't too many people calling me. You Come understand on. what I'm saying? Because I'm raw and uncut. I went to Hampton University just to minister. I became a dorm director to, to get a second degree. And you know, I was on that campus for three years putting in work for the, not for denouncing, for the kingdom of heaven. Come you on. understand what I'm saying? So, God, I've never lived in Houston, Texas, the longest I ever lived in 20 years of being a, a born again believer, follower of Yeshua, because I've been sent on missions. And everywhere I sent, it's all love. And when it's no more love, knock the dust off my feet and I get to step it. And that's real. Like you said, love. <laughs> Love uh, does does conquer all things, as we we all know. And it's sometimes having that tough love, uh, just like you said, brother P, to know and 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 uh, uh, Corbett, you also mentioned this to know when to step away, uh, because I do know of of men and women that have come out of the organization, maybe not formally, uh, but they just did it before God, but they got roped back in. Uh, to being active as members of the fraternity or the sorority or the group that they're um, associated with. And so when it comes to, uh, let's let's go to you, Corbett, when it comes to making the ultimate decision, uh, like did you think about uh, how your family or your friends uh, would view you in, in deciding to step away uh, from Alpha? Or was that a big determining factor from people in your family uh, that may look at you crazy or, or even think that you're insane uh, talking about your reasons for, for leaving uh, Alpha, especially knowing that Martin Luther King uh, Jr. was an Alpha. Like, uh, what walk us through uh, where, where, where were you at with your mindset uh, during that decision? Man, to, yeah, I mean, of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that have, and this is the scariest part, this is why lineage it's so okay to bring somebody in in it because it's like these are people who as a kid think about this have supply your needs have given you what you needed as a kid have loved you you know what i'm saying and so if if these are the people that you know we're following is like and that have provided and done things for you it's like dang of course i'm going to hurt you know i'm going to think about their feelings because if you're in it, you know, you're thinking about what they're going to feel like with you leaving. And so it's like, it's, um, it's tough. But the crazy part is that ultimately I fear God, man. Like <laughs> if you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in, it's only but so much you can say, you know, like at the end of the day, I have to, I have to sleep with me and God. 
you're not gonna sleep in the bedroom with me. You're not gonna have you not I'm not gonna have the nightmares and the the sweats of and the conviction. You can't put conviction in me. That's only from the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just living by like you can't give me life. You can't you can't do what God can do, you know? And so when you really understand that God is the guy who can part the Red Sea for you, he's the guy who wakes you up in the morning. He's a guy who gives you ideas, who gives you life every single day and that nobody else did that for you. And to really understand that, yes, family, I came through you as a vessel, but I ultimately come from God because family, we're not wise enough to create a human soul, a human body and a human spirit. And ultimately at the end of the day, I am living to please God, you know? And if anybody gets in the way, I don't care who you are. Like the Bible says, if you don't hate mother and brother for my sake, and of course you have to take this in spiritual conscience of what he's really trying to say. Like, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. This this walk ain't for you if you love your mom more than me, you know? <laughs> if you love your dad, your granddad, your uncle more than me, then you're not living. You're not doing this the right way, you know? And so... Just letting the word cut you deep, man. And I, one one scripture I love is that in Matthew, I think it's 24, he talks about he who leaves houses, brothers, sisters, mothers for my sake shall inherit 100 fold in this life and in the life to come, man. So I'm thinking about the blessings and I'm just thinking about putting a, a, a smile on Jesus' face when I get to heaven, man. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Absolutely, with that, and that, and that goes to show um, the maturity level. I think a lot of times coming to you, brother P, of um, a baby, as brother P says, a baby Christian versus a Christian that is on solid food or a believer that's mm -hmm. on solid food. When it comes to making uh, decisions for yourself in your eternity, where you will spend eternity, versus where mm -hmm. someone uh, may uh, try to place you in eternity, which they are not God. Which goes to the next point, uh, brother P. When it comes to like some of the glorification and idolization uh, of um, the organizations, or even of the people uh, that are prolific members of these organizations, especially in Omega Sci-Fi with it being uh, the Steve Harvey's uh, recently, uh, Anthony Anderson and a couple other um, DLQ really just, just crossed recently. I saw on IG like two months ago, like a lot of entertainers and athletes are in Omega Sci-Fi. Um, is this something that you see as a problem still in 2020 where um, black people, especially as a whole are glorifying um, the celebrities that are a part of organizations or even let's say, uh, occult groups or entities uh, versus uh, honoring uh, the Alpha and Omega as the only God that they should uh, worship and honor? Yeah, but um, America has always, well, you know how the Bible said God is not a respecter of persons. And and we've, our country is always, now, now people who do significant things, they deserve honor. You know, you become a judge or you do something like Michael Jordan, all them championships, you know. But a lot of times when it comes to the the famous people in the fret, that's that's advertisement. And and what happened, you talking about the purposes of these organizations, there was no grad chapters back then in the beginning of this. So imagine this was meant for you to leave this these um, um, young organizations and become 
Prince Hall Mason's and Eastern Styles. It wasn't mm. meant for you to be 40 years old talking about I want to be a Q. But this is the when it happened, Omega Sap Phi Alpha Phi Alpha, Kappa Alpha Kappa Alpha Psi, Phi Beta Sigma, and I Oda Phi Theta became famous. And they begin to shine brighter than Prince Hall masonry. And see, you were supposed to go and become the leadership in Prince Hall Freemasonry. Instead, we start shining and we become our own Grand Lodges. Now imagine mm. Omega Sapphire Alpha, Alpha Grand Lodge. The problem with that is we don't have the info. We don't we don't have the rituals to step you up to the um, all singing out of Osiris. We don't have the York right. We don't have the Scottish right. We have the burning sands, and you cross the burning sands, and you stand it at a, on the sands at the foot of the pyramid, and mm. you're looking at it, and, and and imagine you're 40 years old, 50 years old. So now you get in a fr and that and now you got Prince Hall Masons and Masons talking about they want to join it for that's like your your daddy joining your child's organization. It's totally backwards. And mm. I hate, and I pledged Masons. And when I put them in the cup with that wood, they didn't want to do that. Mm. Even though even though it's Prince Hall Mason Lodges who do haze and haze horribly. But for the most part, that's a knowledge thing. But our thing was built, not the original frats, but somewhere along the way in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, that hazing got ridiculous. As they shorten those plays, you you imagine in the beginning, people they used to say your sophomore year you was pledging, and then you came back the next year as a brother. Now imagine if it was that long, you wouldn't have to get hazed every night. But mm -hmm. imagine that long Lampados Club, Spinksman Club, um, all the different clubs get whittled down to four weeks. That meant that thing got intense. And that's what and it, and it finally broke because dudes was dudes weren't necessarily dying of just getting beat. They were dying of heart attacks and stuff like that, stress. So you know, this is what we have in now. We have a total breakdown and things are totally backwards. But if it's not based upon the rock, see, you know that the scripture that say the the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and 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 our organizations have become popular. They because we are out there with the step in with the community service with the you know all these different things and and. Minister Farrakhan is now a member of Omega Sci-Fi. So you have all these famous people in. So a young person is like, these people are awesome. I, I think I'm going to do this. You know, um, Martin Luther King, I'm going to be an alpha. Mm. It's, it's, it's advertisement. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once they get you, though, they ain't about to tell. See, if you come to me as a former member of Omega Sci-Fi and a minister of the gospel of Yeshua, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you go to a member of these organizations inquiring about joining, they are oath bound to keep quiet about certain things. And you will not know what you're about to get into until you've took that. Oath. See, you can pledge for 16 weeks. You don't take the oath. You not in. Mm. You not in. But after you take that oath, you in. And you got you got people who in who've never seen a ritual. Right. It's crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. You're right. Especially with grad chapters now, nowadays, which we all know 
<clears throat> and even some of the undergrad chapters, especially at the PWIs, they pledge over 50, 50 members on their line. Uh, you can't keep up uh, with who is literally <laughs> learning all the same information or even if it's a split line, which we all know happens all the time. But uh, going to you, Corbett, uh, like Brother P left off at, like, um, why why do you think it's, it's very easy uh, to get caught up in because I'm especially pledging undergrad uh, that this is this is what we do going to a HBCU like Norfolk State myself and brother P we went to Hampton and I eventually transferred out to graduate from a PWI uh, but being at a HBCU like why is this uh, glorified as much as it is especially in Virginia at Norfolk State um to be honest I feel like it's First, just seeing black people win, man. You know, just first, um, just black people in general being slaves, and then to have something where we all come together in unity, it's like, it's amazing. And you know, it's very alluring, especially as a college, uh, a new student who's trying to find their foot and trying to find their family at an HBCU, which is family oriented anyway. It's like, man, if I could be a part of them, everything will be all right. Everybody seems to be successful because we're all coming to college to essentially be successful in our careers, in our jobs, in our lives, you know what I'm saying? So if this is a vessel that we are unconsciously worshiping, you know, and that could help us to reach our goals to, to get where we want to get to, it's like bingo. It's easy, you know, to come up on freshmen who don't know what god is know who god is like people say in college you either learn who god is or you leave them you know what i'm saying and so just seeing all these celebrities you know when it's like but you have to realize this scripture why gain the whole world if you lose your soul because even recently i've been asking god like god like you know i've been going through it you know what i'm saying struggling trying to figure out what's going on in my life and why why it seemed like it was better when I was in it versus now, but it's just an illusion of the enemy. You know, like the people of the children of Israel, they're like, why couldn't we go back to Egypt? But ultimately, the land that's gonna flow with milk and honey is way better than the the riches that I ever had in Egypt, so. Yeah, and the reason yeah, why man. I asked that, because all three of us know going to HBCUs that if you basically didn't pledge a fraternity or a sorority or were involved in some type of athletics, uh, you don't have the clout uh, that that those mm -hmm. that do uh, have, especially come homecoming season, uh, which of course we're not all able to go and support the, the HBCUs during homecoming season coming up, but uh, you really are not giving the, the, the shadow of a doubt to really have any juice or any clout on that campus. And so uh, that's why I wanted uh, to, to have you uh, speak about, especially a little bit more on that Corbett, that most of these organizations did not start at HBCUs, but literally the HBCUs take it and literally take it to a next level uh, when it comes to like, this is the entryway, like Brother P said, in order to go into this industry or in order to go into Freemasonry or Eastern Stars or even to get to a higher ascension, uh, salary-wise, prestige-wise, or even uh, basically, where you have more power and more um, more juice, like why? Why do you think 
especially being at an HBCU uh, like you and Brother P were, especially um, is is literally looked at differently when you go through a, a pledge process or a, a, a paper process. Because man, and this is what black people we have to do better. We, you know, I feel like the blood, what's in our blood from our oppression has killed us so much that we don't know who we are until we see somebody else celebrating us or somebody cel celebrating somebody else. It's like, if people know their identity before the word of chaos comes at them, you know, it'll be, it'll be better. But it's like, I always look at it like this too. Um, when people in a fraternity, they blow up overnight it's because they unconsciously or unknowingly sold their soul just like these celebrities do they blow up overnight because they sell their soul and you know it's like i don't know black people is just like man we got to do a better job of first loving ourselves without anybody else's opinion you know and that's why we always get caught up in wearing designer clothes and stuff like that until we really find out who we are because we want people's approval. If, you know, like for instance, the guy who made MySpace and Facebook, they wear the same clothes. They don't care what you think about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're good. They don't need <laughs> the affirmation from uh, the peer saying, man, what you got on is good, man. Like, man, you the man on campus. Like, now I'm trying to be like you. Like, no, just be like yourself. Be who God caused you to be. And so, like you said before, it's the lack of identity that I feel like affects black people the most, man. Yeah, and, and that's real. Brother P, uh, uh, chair, not cherry picking, alley-ooping to you, bro. About to get it. I'm about to get it. You and I talk about <laughs> with the church, with the church dynamic, the black. Man, I was about to just run up all up <laughs> in the church. Uh, you know, brother, brother, brother P, myself, and, and even uh, Robert uh, and a few other uh, bros, we, we definitely had a segment specifically on the black church and uh, how the black mm. church has literally led a lot of people astray when it comes to oh, not honoring the alpha oh. and the true omega. And so, Brother P, like, talk to us about why it's important not to use, the, I call it the weak sauce excuse of my pastor, my bishop, my first lady, my um, minister of music is a part of Delta, Come on. Omega, Alpha, Kappa, or, or Zeta, whatever the case is. Um, and so why, why shouldn't I be able to do it? Because if I'm in the church singing in the pulpit or preaching in the pulpit, and basically um, I'm anointed and I have the gifts and the fruit, the fruit uh, that is still being seen, like why should I not be able to be a part of Omega Sci-Fi or or Zeta Phi Beta and be um, a minister of music or be an active member in the church. All right. B before I tap into the church, <laughs> back to the statement you were saying about HBCUs and frats. Yeah. Omega Psi Phi, let's, let's run through them. Yeah. Okay. Alpha Phi Alpha is at Cornell. Yep. Kappa Alpha Psi is at Indiana. Yep. Omega is at Howard. Yep. Mm -hmm. Phi Beta Sigma is at Howard. I want to say it was. Um, I think so, yeah. I'll verify it right now while you go. How about AKA? Howard. Howard. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. see, we, Howard University is the mecca for real. And, and from there, that thing branches out. And this that's why it's so strong on these black campuses, because they have taken over the historical black college universities. And this, and, and so, at the white campuses, you have more of 
um, variety. You got the white frats. You got you got a, but on the black campuses, especially when the social organizations kind of winded out, this was it. And when you go on most of these black campuses, what do they have there? They got shrines. Mm. What what do these shrines actually represent? Like altars. Yeah. These, these places are, are holy ground to the brothers and the sisters. Now, if it's holy ground, they some frats will fight you if you step on they 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 shrine or they they everywhere they got their shield and stuff like that. I mean, literally fight you. That's real. So you'd be like, well, what spirit is that? Exactly, man. It's a religious spirit. Now let's go back to the church. The reason why the frats are thriving is because the real secret societies are the American churches. Mm, Jesus. See, the Catholic Catholic Church over there, you got to understand that Knights Templar thing, which is one of the degrees, and I think the York Rite, going up to Masonry, they come from the Catholic system. So the the church, the, the fraternities are the babies from religion. Yeah. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? So now we have an issue. You're like, well, why is the frats running things like this? Because we, the body of Christ, are supposed to be the standard bearers. Mm. That's and when the, when the standard bearers, when your standard is that you, mighty bishop of the, the supernatural church of God in Christ and prophecy is also a Prince Hall Mason Omega Sci-Fi Shriner, you you gonna preach and you're gonna do some good man he gonna preach it down but he's yeah. preaching with handcuffs on that's real jesus that's and he's real. An, he and he is he is he's also an enabler mm. because now the young people at his church are gonna see big daddy pastor yeah mason shriner all the ladies and auxiliaries are uh eastern star in fact that uh, it's one day where all the eastern stars are gonna get recognized right during church service yeah yeah so now if you Come denounce and if you denounce now and you get filled with the holy spirit and you enter into these ames these codes now you know if the kojic church is now inundated with black fraternities and sororities you got a problem mm. because when that church founded out of the Azusa Street Revival, they spoke against secret societies. Jesus. If they go to the history page on the Kojic history page, Come you'll on. see the first mother of the church, Mother Lizzie. Them people were thrown into jail for speaking against tomatoes, for speaking against secret societies. A mm. hundred years later, and look what has happened. Go to Instagram and, and, and put in Kojic Greeks. Now you be like Kojic Greeks. Now this is why why it's very important with Kojic, <laughs> because church. Listen to that name, Church of God in Christ. Mm. Jesus is God. How is that going to work with the universal fatherhood of God and the universal brotherhood of man? Christ and God. That's good. I didn't it ain't going to work. So so Jeez. when 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 those Kojic members become Masons and frat members, what they're doing, they're they're fooling themselves to thinking that the great architect of the universe is Jesus Christ. Mm. But guess Come what? On, according to their, according to Masonic doctrine, Jesus Christ is not God at all. Wow, he has no deity within Mason. And if and if you treat him as he has deity, you're gonna upset your Muslim, your Hindu, your Jewish brothers. Because in 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 English Freemasonry, which we, we we get our jurisdictions and stuff from England, you have to believe in God. 
Mm. Now, in the Oriental Freemasonry in France, you don't have to believe in God. That's why it's a whole different aspect. So this is a situation when you're dealing with your, see, Tony Brown, people know, I don't know if y'all know, Tony Brown is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. He mm. did Tony Brown Journal. Tony Brown had, had the longest running black show in the history of television. Mm. I believe 30 years. Mm -hmm. He spoke at my graduation. Tony Brown has written a book called Empower the People, The Conspiracy to Take Your Money. This Guess what this book is about? It, the Illuminati. Mm. Now, mm. He, he, he put in that book, in the very first pages that Alpha Phi Alpha, he, he had to clarify this. He says, I am a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. And the reason why I do not denounce this, I'm paraphrasing, is because Alpha Phi Alpha is not a secret society. Their membership roles are public. Mm. But their ritual is not public. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you one last word and let it go about Mr. Tony Brown, who was my co-worker at Hampton University. He came and did a wonderful job with the media department. This is what he said at my graduation. He said that if all the divine nine, he said if those, all those sororities fraternity would cancel their annual convention, collect the money, take the money, and start a bank. He said, then after you start the bank, he said, take out a loan and create a five-star hotel. And the next year, all the divine nine and other black organizations will have their conventions at their own hotel we would survive in America. Mm. Do you mm. think anybody listened to this great man? No. Right. So today, Rick Ross, the rapper, not the real Rick Ross, but the rapper Rick Ross owns over 100 wing stops. Mm. Wing, listen to what I'm about to say. How many wing stops do any frat has? These fraternities have power because of those numbers. Those men got good jobs, good businesses. You telling me they can't own hotels and restaurants? See, we got a problem in America. America is a capitalist society, and we are not operating in that system. So we go to church every Sunday. We go to the frat meetings every Sunday, and the projects grow bigger and bigger. That's real. Mm. That's real. And just and just for clarification, too, I know I know we were talking about uh, which ones are at HBCUs. Everybody. Uh, besides um, Sigma Gamma Rho, which was at Butler uh, University, of course, Kappa Alpha Psi um, at Indiana, Alpha at Cornell, and then, of course, IOTA, um, they were at Morgan, Morgan. State, mm -hmm. Morgan State, but everybody else was at, at Howard University, like you the said. Mecca. The Mecca. <laughs> so, so that goes to show that all of us have definitely be, uh, been introduced uh, to uh, these fraternities and sororities by being at HBCUs because um, majority of the organizations are a part of HBCU mm -hmm. colleges and universities. And so as we get ready to close out in a second, brothers, because I know we definitely got to have a part two on this. I just, I just wanted to bring some some jewels uh, before we go into the fall season in the the true alpha and omega um, being represented. Um, do you, uh, Corbett, uh, have any uh, regrets or any possible like reservations in either staying in too long or possibly uh, not bringing anybody with you in in like a crusade? Um, and the reason why I ask that is 
I know when I denounced, uh, I've been out since 2011, crossed in spring 2009. Oh, wow. so it was literally a short, a short amount of time that I was in, but I had another brother that came out at the same time as me. And he was a part of our NEOs uh, that we crossed uh, after our charter line at Kennesaw State here in, uh, here in Georgia. But uh, did you have any reservations? And also, uh, what is your mindset behind like having one or two or possibly even others uh, following the wave and coming out? Man, like I tell people, don't don't follow me, dog, because <laughs> I can't take you to heaven. But you got to really know that, you know, before you get out of this, man. And, you know, there are some people that I, um, I convince or through the spirit of God, because I don't want to be the person, but through the spirit of God, convinced to not be in it. And, you know, some of them listen, but some of them listen, but they became, they, they join in grad chapter and stuff like that. And so um, the only reservation I have is that I did it in the first place. You know, there was a, a pastor who's actually alpha that told me, yo, you should, you should um, wait another year before you join. And I was like, what do you mean? You're in it. Like, why can't I just do it? But if I would have waited that year, I would not have. Because when I, when I had got saved, I had stopped going to activity hour and all of that. You know, I was just really focused on, like, who this person of God was. So, yeah, I'm just mad that I I didn't listen to that. And for, like, like five years of my life, man, have been more than that because I joined 2013. So, Seven years of my life have been completely wasted, dog. Like literally, <laughs> like wasted. But God caused all things to come together for those who love Him, man. So, yeah, yeah, and that's real. The reason why I asked that, um, not not to uh, throw any shade against uh, any of the the monumental decisions that we have made, but uh, we all we all know that. Um, this can uh, definitely lead as as what we say especially on the panel discussion to a life or death situation because there are a lot of people that are not saved uh that claim to be saved uh that are in these entities in these organizations and until uh they literally stand before god on judgment day as you were saying uh corvette uh that they're going to uh be in for a rude awakening especially in knowing uh the attachments uh that are with these organizations and so um, Brother P, going to you, uh, do do you, um, especially being uh, the founder of the XBGLO uh, union and then also being a member, which all of us are of Out From Among Them Ministries, like, do you have any reservations on either possibly any brothers or even sisters or family members uh, still being in the organization, but you're on the outside in? Give us a little bit of, of your viewpoint on that. Man, I... Um... I'm a member of, I was a member of three fraternities. Mm. Omega Sci-Fi, yeah. Persian Rifles, Military Society, and I was a part of Abandoned Choir Fraternity 151. Now with me, no regrets. You know, I'm ashamed of some of the things, but see, that wasn't me now. Q Sci-Fi to the day I died, I died and was born again, became a new in Christ. Now, everything that happened to me is now part of my testimony to set somebody else Come on. free. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's what it's all about. We gotta, we got, we gotta be able to have some people escape, like Moses, like Moses did going uh, from Egypt when he killed that Egyptian. 
uh, that was beating down the Hebrew Israelite, we got to be able to go back uh, to Egypt. And it's mm-hmm. really, it's yeah. really in, in the scheme of things, something that people joke about in, in not thinking that uh, there is a lot of that Babylonian mindset uh, here in American culture and also in Egypt at large, no matter how great the artifacts and the sculptures, the pyramids, and also uh, the the uh, economy was uh, in Egyptian culture, uh, Egypt was destroyed. Egypt uh, literally had to fall, uh, like you said, P, uh, in order to allow um, them to realize that 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 monuments, those um, those poly, polytheistic um, cultural rituals and, and also uh, worshiping of other gods, uh, there's only one true God, the true Alpha and the Omega. And so God has to humble a lot of a lot of times us in order to be destroyed or possibly even be uh, brought down low so that he can rebuild us back up. And so uh, in our closing thoughts, what we always uh, like to do for the RTJ show, uh, a final jewel, uh, which is where you, um, Corbett, and you, Brother P, uh, can leave a final thought, a final um, a piece of wisdom that you want to leave with the audience. I know we've talked about uh, who the true Alpha and the Omega is. We've talked about uh, both of your testimonies and, and how God awakened you and was tugging on your heart to come out of the organizations that uh, we all were a part of. But at the end of the day, uh, it really does come down to um, do you have the Holy Spirit? And also, do you know uh, Yahweh? Do you know Yah? Uh, so, Corbett, coming to you first, uh, for that person uh, that may uh, be on the fence, uh, that they may be lukewarm, uh, that they may uh, really uh, be listening to some of the jewels that you and Brother P were dropping this evening, and they just uh, don't know if this is the right move to make the next step uh, to take to come out of the organization. Like, what would you tell that individual that is uh, listening right now and what they what they should consider in moving forward. Um, I, I wouldn't want to have a, a doom and gloom type message, but at the end of the day, eternity is a long time. <laughs> and I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Based on the Bible, People that did idolatry got killed. You know, like, God does not play with somebody taking his place, man. And so, bro, eternity lasts a long time. Choose wisely. That's real. That's real. Absolutely. Eternity is forever, as we all know. What about you, Brother P? What will be your final jewel, bro? Yes, um... Obey your parents, honor your mother and father. I want to say that first for my mom's happy birthday. It's her birthday today. But this right here, this changed my life. And and I'm, this is the real ritual, the word of God, the word of Yah. And to my young people who are going off to college or just started college, understand this. If it causes you to stop praying, it's not of God. Come if on. it starts, causes you to stop fellowshipping with believers, it's not of God. If it causes you to stop um, fellowship praying and, and meditate on this word, you got a problem. Prayer, fellowship, and reading the Bible. I didn't read this. I have a college degree in civil engineering technology, building construction technology. I never read this till I was 35. And if and if you like me and you come out of church and go off to college, read, don't give up reading your Bible. And if you've never read the Bible, but you got all the Harry Potter books, 
set that stuff aside. In fact, throw it away. Give the scriptures a chance to sow seed in your life. And then you'll be ha have something in you to fight against when they come at you with, out of the night, they cover me, dogs a pit from pole to pole. I think whatever God's may be, you're going to come right back. Oh, I know who God is. According to the scriptures, he's Jesus Christ in the flesh. He meant, see, there's going to be a war going on. But without the word of God, without prayer, without fellowship, you're going to be just like me, caught up. And you don't want this testimony. I got this testimony, but I don't want you to have this one. I want you to have the testimony that I didn't do that because I listened to some good mentors and I went to, I went and ran into the arms of a loving savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. That's real, bro. Amen. Amen. My, my final jewel, uh, along with y'all two brothers, y'all eloquently, uh, uh, literally uh, dropped that final jewel. Mine would just be for, especially the men, the, the kings uh, that we're talking to tonight. Uh, we do know that as uh, men uh, lead society goes, uh, regardless of what is happening around uh, here in the U.S., regardless of what's happening around the world, uh, a man um, and his decision or indecision um, is why we are here. And so a lot of times men, kings uh, do not speak up about these type of controversial things, especially when God has called you uh, to speak up and also called you to separate yourself and come out from among them, uh, as we say, from out from among them ministries. And so uh, if you are quiet, uh, then others could have their soul at stake, uh, especially if, if you do not speak, uh, then the heavens do not open. Uh, money, as they say, uh, rules, rules this world. But uh, when kings open their mouth and speak, the heavens open. And if you are a true king, you can't be afraid to talk about certain controversial issues because Corbett said, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul, which is what it says in scripture. And there are a lot of people that are looking to profit this world, but that are on the borderline, if not all the way to the point of losing their soul or even have lost their soul. And so uh, my final for thought is just to, if you are a man, uh, search uh, what type of legacy you want to leave for your family and your children's children. And you need to be able to know who the true Alpha and Omega is uh, before your time is called. And so uh, for, not, for tonight's episode 137, that's in the books. Uh, we, we definitely uh, are going to be having you brothers come back uh, for a part two. I know myself and Brother P, we dropped these jewels uh, last year with, with Brother Robert. But Corbett, uh, you've been an awesome addition uh, uh, for the show to, to drop the rules on the Alpha and Omega subject. Uh, but we always um, allow um, there be there to be a final prayer. Uh, but before we allow uh, you, Corbett, if it's okay, bro, to pray us out, uh, let people know uh, where they can reach you, if they want to follow you, support you, and even um, ask any follow-up questions uh, potentially to you, Corbett, where can they reach out to you on social media or website? So you can um, reach me on social media at Corbett Desjardins Clark on Facebook and um, on Instagram, shalom.wch. Just hit me up. Don't be afraid, you know, unless you're a demon. I'm just playing, man. But, <laughs> but nah, man, you can hit me up on there, man. I'm, I'm free to talk. I'm for God's people, man. So I love it. And Brother P, where can they reach out to you too, bro? On Facebook, you can hit me up. My name is Joseph Talaferro. On Instagram, Brother P-U-B, Pub, 
and on YouTube, youtube.com slash brother P. And um, my music is on that channel. Over eight albums done over the COVID shutdown. I love it. I love it. Definitely got to be working despite COVID. And then yes. last, last but not least, before we have you, Corbett, uh, pray us out. Uh, all, all three of us are members of two uh, dynamic and awesome ministries of other brothers and sisters, especially in Christ, uh, that have come out of a fraternity, a sorority, uh, Freemasonry, or even um, any other uh, group or a cult. And so uh, you are not alone. Uh, out from Among Them Ministries uh, is a phenomenal organization, along with the XBGLO uh, union uh, that Brother P uh, founded. And so just literally type that in your Google search. I'll drop the link uh, to both of these organizations and these groups uh, because you do have support. Uh, as Corbett said, if he would have known uh, from someone that that put him on game early uh, before he actually decided to cross and, and, and was to wait a year, uh, just as his pastor told him, then he may have been in a different decision um, of, of being involved in Alpha or even being involved in the organization. And so you are not alone. There's always someone uh, that has been where you've been. Myself, Corbett and Brother P are all uh, three uh, kings who have been where you are. And so we know uh, that this is a big decision. This is a major decision. And we don't want to minimize it, which is why we had this broadcast tonight. Uh, because you need to know who the true Alpha and Omega is. Uh, because when you do pass away and transition, you don't want him to say, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. You don't want right. to say that when you get to Judgment Day because Gehenna is real. Yeah. And it's about to get realer, especially here in the U.S., a.k.a. Uh, that is, is about to crumble. Uh, but Corbett, uh, before we close out, bro, if you don't mind saying a quick prayer for us, man, to pray over the people over their family members and people that they know are 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 into this thing but don't really know what they got themselves into all right dear heavenly father god i just want to say thank you god thank you god for just the the boldness and just everything that the holy spirit instills in us to be able to speak boldly and forthright your word father god god we thank you god for now to even speak god it's an honor and it's a privilege just to be able just to partake and to share it and just to broadcast your glory, Father God. We thank you, God, that you are the God who says, God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, God. And who the sun sets free is truly free indeed. So right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we touch and agree, God, that the people Amen. who are watching this video, Father God, will walk into such a new dynamic freedom that they would never want to be in bondage, Father God. And I pray that the families other people who are attached to these situations that want to leave, Father God, will be inspired, will be divinely convicted to go forward and what you've called them to do, Father God. I pray that people will see these fraternities and sororities and this the root of idolatry from your perspective, Father God. Convict them with your love, Father God, the same way that you convicted all of us on this on this Facebook Live today with your love, God. Show as people, God, who do you love more so that they can come into realization of what they are doing? It's for them and not for you, Father God. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I pray you just fill this 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 whole love with such a peace, such a protection for us, Father God, to go forward and do your work like never before. I pray that souls will be saved, souls will be touched, released, and set free like never before, Father God. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come right now in the name of Jesus for now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. All right, brothers. I know, I know, uh, besides myself and Corbett, uh, that brother P, we know you on a different time zone, bro. So we appreciate you coming on. Definitely, Corbett. We definitely got to catch up soon in the ATL, brothers. And uh, definitely, y'all enjoy oh, y'all's week. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Definitely, man. Love y'all, man. Love y'all too. Love Great fellowship with you. All right, be safe, brothers. We'll talk soon. Right. Salute. All right, peace. Okay. All right. Shalom. All right, everyone, this is just some final uh, jewels for thought. Episode 137 is in the books. Uh, I was literally uh, blazing the trail this evening with my very special guest, Corbett Clark and Brother P, uh, two dynamic young kings uh, that are all about kingdom building and building up, uh, especially uh, the kings. And so shout out uh, to those two individuals coming on the show. Uh, but jewels for thought, people better stop playing trying to uh, put other objects or other idols in place of the true Alpha and Omega. He has a name. His name is Elohim, the master creator, the master creator of the universe. He is not the universe. He is the master and creator of the universe. Elohim, Yahweh, the one and only true God. There are no other alphas. There are no other omegas that can contend or even be the true light because Jesus Christ is the light. Yahweh is the light, Yahshua HaMashiach. And so people that try to disguise uh, the truth are liars. They are individuals that tamper with the truth. And so they are swindlers, they are hustlers. And so we have to be very in tune in 2020 of who the swindlers, the liars and the hustlers are because there is one light and one light only. He is the source, he is the connection, and he is the plug, as I like to say. And so anything else that tries to call itself the light or tries to make itself seem like you need 360 degrees of knowledge in order to be complete, um, it is a fabrication, it is a counterfeit. Uh, when you look at uh, jewelry, uh, especially gold, if that thing turns green, or if that thing um, um, bruises easily on your hand or, or hurts your wrist or your ear, then it is fake. There are a lot of fake counterfeits out here in 2020. And so you need to keep your hindsight on 2020 to see, especially if you are a believer, uh, what is happening, what is truly going on behind the scenes. Dig a little bit deeper. Don't just listen to your cousin, your mom, your auntie or your dad because they are a member of a certain society or an organization that you know nothing about. Don't follow the crowd in 2020. There are a lot of people passing each and every day, not all, all from COVID, but even from certain other decisions, especially with health and wellness that they made. And so the main jewel for thought is know where you're going to spend eternity. Life is short, eternity is forever. Where are you going to spend eternity? And don't think that you're going to be able to stand on judgment day with any other person beside yourself. Because God is a, a God who does not lie. He does not mock. Uh, when he says that you are going to stand before him in judgment, that's exactly what is going to happen. That's what it is. Anybody who tells you anything different is a bold-faced lie. And so those are my final jewels for thought. Uh, for episode 137, uh, we got two more episodes in the Throwback Thursday for September. 
uh, the theme for this month is light up the world. Make sure you are not afraid to shine like the bright diamond jewel you've been created to be because someone else needs to see and feel your light. They need to feel the, the resonance of your light coming off of you. And so if you have no fruit, you have no true light. If you have no light, then you may be in darkness, but you are a bright shining jewel that God has created. And so make sure you shine bright this season. I'll see you all on next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Those are my final jewels for thought. And make sure you are taking care of your body, your chicken, your health and wellness, um, because this is your body. And so you need to be able to make it a living sacrifice and also make sure you're taking care of your mental. I'll see you all soon. Stay blessed. Peace.